Blog Talk Radio. Finally, was in the gym. I was like, "Wow, why did it take me months to do this?" 
You know, this is really awesome. So initiating, initiative, that's all ruled by Mars, Mars energy. Uh, by the way, Mars right now is actually retrograde. That means it's moving in backwards motion from the Earth's point of view. Mars is traveling back through Virgo. And um, what does a retrograde Mars actually do? Well, you know, if Mars is initiative, sometimes retrograde Mars makes it difficult for us to initiate projects, difficult for us to find completion or actually get something done. However, for things that are already uh, in the works, uh, the retrograde Mars can actually function to really bring it to fruition. Uh, you know, like in other words, if you had an idea and you kind of put it out there and it was something that you wanted to start, then the retrograde Mars might actually make that happen. It might actually make it come to pass. So retrograde Mars is usually a review of what we want to take action on. Uh, we want to... Um, uh, you know, find, uh, you know, something that's going to inspire us, something that's going to motivate us, something that's going to cause us to feel enthusiastic. Those are all Mars quality things. And, you know, we all want that. We all want to feel that way. So the ruler of Mars, the ruler, planetary ruler, um, is Aries. So uh, Mars rules Aries. And the idea is that when you connect Mars energy, the planet Mars, with uh, its, uh, its sign, you can see a little bit more deeply why Mars is about a kind of a vision and an action. Because Aries is about that. Aries is about fire. Aries is about the creative vision. Aries is about the self. Certainly when we decide to initiate, when we decide to... Um, take an action step, it has very much to do with ourselves. And that's one reason why Mars is actually, um, along with the sun, very, very connected to our ego. The the sun and Mars principally are um, the, the two biggest planets that are a part of our ego and and how we... Uh, you know, function individually and what it is that we want to see ourselves creating in the world. So there's a big um, uh, individual nature about Mars and about Aries, who I am as an individual, what it is that I want to create, and the action that I'm going to take in order to be able to make that happen. Retrograde Mars in Virgo could actually have something to do with what it is that we need to maintain. And we're reviewing the maintenance that's necessary in the things that we have created, because Virgo is about maintaining a routine. So um, retrograde Mars is definitely, and it lasts until April, April 13th, so we still have like two more months of it about, month and a half, um, is all about what is it that we've already established and what is it that we're looking to maintain? In the tarot, Mars rules the tower, which if any of you know what the tarot looks like, the um, that card has to do with like a flash of lightning coming down from the heavens 
and um, two people are kind of falling out of a tower. It's interesting because that's another function of Mars, is that it represents a consciousness that renders change. I was thinking a lot about this today because I was thinking, okay, this is initiative and it, this is what Mars energy is. Okay, I want to take action. I want to do something. You know, I want to I want to make something. I want to I want to, you know, go back to school. I want to start a radio show. I want to write a book. I want to, you know, start a family, whatever whatever it is that we feel really motivated to do. Motivated internally, even if we're afraid, we still feel that motivation. It's very hard to suppress it even when we feel gun-shy to be immersed in Mars energy. There, there, it's still a principle of our personality that's impossible to deny. We all have a desire to make something happen, to take action. So Mars energy represents a consciousness that renders change. You say like, oh my gosh, I became conscious of the fact that I wanted to initiate that project, that I feel motivated to actually start that project. Or, you know, you want to find a relationship, find a job, have a family. It's like, okay, those are the motivating factors. Those are the things that I want to create action. But that creates a consciousness in us that actually can render the change in our lives. That's why Mars in the tarot rules the tower is because the tower is a fundamental breakdown of our ego. And interestingly enough, Mars is a big ego planet, but the initiative that it takes causes a consciousness back on the ego. So there's a very interesting sort of dualistic thing that's going on there where it's the ego takes action, and then the actions that we take enable the ego to see what it is that it's been doing very western it's a very idea behind western spirituality eastern and western spirituality eastern spirituality is um about meditation and internal the internal world and uh western spirituality is about the external world what's going on externally so um i like the, i like the fact that that consciousness renders change very very interesting concept so that action results in new action in effect the action that we take that's an ego-based action creates change in our life it's one reason why we shy away from it it's one reason why mars energy is frightening so you have this impulse to uh, let's say date or meet someone new. I was talking with someone tonight, a new person in the practice, and, and they were saying how they were looking to, you know, uh, find someone, but that it was hard because of past disappointments. Yes, I mean, it is, past disappointments have to do with the fact that we have a ego-based drive to accomplish a specific thing, like find a new relationship. And yet then when we're in a relationship, if it doesn't work out, then we can, uh, you know, feel that, uh, you know, oh, well, I don't, I'm shy of it. Or, you know, what happens is is that there, we choose a relationship from our ego and find out that it's not right for us. That's the consciousness that renders the change. So we have to leave the relationship, but we become conscious of something that we need. Well, that whole process hurts. 
because the ego gets wounded in that process. It feels like, oh, well, I wanted this, but then I found out that that didn't work out for me. So I have to make a change as a result of that. Sometimes we feel shy to go back and, you know, make a, make a new uh, statement, take a new action. So Mars can kind of be uh, looked at as the active driving force, the active driving force. It gets us out of bed in the morning. It It makes us want to have... Uh, any kind of creative experience that we have is all stimulated by Mars uh, and the Sun, of course, because the two of them work in tandem as an expression of our ego. And our ego is principally involved in creating its stamp on the world around us, who we are as individuals, what it is that we want to create. Mars energy is, is a, the biggest part of that involved in that. So it's a focused, forward, goal-oriented. That's the other thing that's interesting about Mars energy is that action and motivation are established around goals. So, okay, we're goal-oriented, and then our goals create changes as we strive for them. It's interesting. What do we aspire to? I like that as a question. What do we aspire to? There's a um, a sculpture on the corner over here by my uh, by where I live in Los Angeles, and it's called Aspiration. It's a sculpture in a park right around the corner from here, and it's called Aspiration, and it's dedicated to uh, Rua Valentino by a bunch of uh, his friends. Anyway, it's a beautiful image of a uh, of of a of a figure looking up at the sky and aspiration, aspiring to. What do we aspire to? It's quite a big question to to ask and to answer. And that energy comes from Mars, the Mars in our chart, the Mars energy. Where is that active, forceful driving principle? What drives us to accomplish? And um, the um when 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 i look at mars in someone's chart i'm always looking at how is it that they um how is it that they drive themselves in other words if somebody has mars in aries that's the ruler then certainly they develop a drive an action in the world um based on a very strong self-identity. But if someone has like Mars in Cancer or Mars in Pisces, it's going to be a much more watery drive. Their drive is wrapped around their intuition. So I think there's certainly different ways that people can have initiative, passion, focus, and what it is that they aspire to. In my chart, I have Mars in Sagittarius, so there's a, there's a certain aspiration to the truth because Sagittarius is a search for the higher truth. There's an aspiration for a philosophical or spiritual truth, and I see that about myself. You know, when I first discovered astrology, I was like, wow, it's so true about me. I have Mars in Sagittarius, and I have a drive to discover spiritual truth. So where we have Mars in our chart is actually a pretty big deal. Um because that's going to govern the way in which we take those actions. Um, as I said before, I actually really like 
Mars energy because it's the thing that gets things done. And everybody wants to know how can I make something happen in my life, you know. Um, if we're looking for a job, if we're looking for a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you know, we're looking for a house. We're looking In order to make any of those things happen, we have to have a drive to make it happen, right? We all know that that um, the joke, you know, you don't win the lottery by sitting on the couch. You have to go out and actually buy a ticket. Well, that's a drive to actually participate. Remember, it's the disappointments that we end up enduring when we take actions that sometimes result in us having difficulty taking actions again. And yet we have to draw that up from inside of us. We have to find that motivation. You know, we have to feel inspired and we have to aspire. We have to aspire to something higher, something that's a goal, something that's above ourselves. I'd like to take a moment to just say, you know, welcome to the show. This is Inside Connection Radio. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and I do live readings here, astrology readings. So for anyone who's listening, for anyone who's in the chat room who would like to have a reading, the call-in number is 213-943-3395, or you can ask me a question in the chat room, and I'm happy to answer it there. You can find me on Twitter at AstroHealer or on Facebook as Dr. Craig. So, again, you know, Mars right now is retrograde, and it's causing most of us to review the initiatives we want to take. Sometimes it's very difficult to start something new right now. In other words, people wouldn't even necessarily be thinking of starting something new right now. If you had been thinking, oh, I might like to start a new relationship, all right, in a Mars retrograde, you might put your profile up online or something on a dating website. If you were like, you know, I really need to renew, redo my resume. But if you hadn't even thought it, in a Mars retrograde, it's very difficult to think it. Because it's not about initiative. It's about reviewing what we've already wanted to take initiative on. So I think it's very interesting. We started off the year this way. Mars retrograde lasts all the way until April the 13th. So it's um, you know a, a, a huge spring for reviewing the things that we would actually like to take action on. Goals. What are you enthusiastic about? You know, I had written down a question before also about how Mars in our charts also represents anger. And anger is kind of a huge discussion, but I did want to at least put it out there that Mars represents anger because sometimes anger creates action. You know, somebody is angry at work, so they want a new job, so it creates action. Or they're angry in a relationship that they're already in, so they have a discussion so that it can change. Or they're angry that they're single, you know, it makes them so angry that they finally decide to put up that online profile. So anger is definitely a part of the ego, and it's definitely a part of, you know, what we want to see happen in the world. In other words, anger is a part of creating that. It doesn't have to be, but Mars has also got that rulership. So in a comprehensive discussion about Mars, we can't only talk about, 
you know, the assertive, forceful drive that creates passion and goals and enthusiasm. Mars also rules aggression. Aries is obviously the god of war. Um, and so Mars has been linked with that for in astrology for many millennia. But it's more than that. Aries is not just about aggressive war actions. It's about the self and the vision that the individual would like to create in the world. In other words, you sit with yourself and you say, who am I and what is it that I would like to make happen in the world, you know? And those that answer is the is comes from the Mars in your chart and in combination with the sun as I had said before so you know if you're if you're a, a Gemini then um you know you you're fundamentally a communicator but let's say you also have Mars in Cancer and you're a Gemini then together you might want to be a teacher of children because Mars would create an initiative to be maternal because cancer is maternal. This is kind of the way you put together someone's chart when you're looking at it, is that you look at where is the ego coming from, where where is the um, sort of the opposite of the ego, the, the counterpoint to the ego, the more selfless part of ourselves, which is more about the moon and Venus. Where are those qualities coming from? How well do they integrate with each other? Tonight's conversation is, more about the ego and more about Mars. That's why I've mentioned the sun a couple of times. Is because I feel like when I'm looking at a chart or we're looking at astrology, there's there's a strong connection between uh, Mars energy and the sun energy in our chart because the two of those things are the largest part of our ego, our individual desire to imprint imprint our self on the world um, that's a you know really old fundamental aspect that each one of us has because quite frankly we're incredibly unique so we want to see how our uniqueness expre- expresses itself in the world and um, that uh, that unique individuality is about the sun the drive to express it and imprint it comes from mars because mars is the drive the and the um the motivation a big conversation about motivation and it's always something i say like i've been you know hear a lot about in my practice which is um you know how do i get motivated or um you know what is it that 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 creates motivation are there um certain principles that create motivation and i actually think that there are i think i think actually the the um the basic idea behind motivation is that you 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 can't um you can't be motivated by um, for something that isn't something that you feel passionate about. So motivation or the idea I want to be motivated can't occur 
without that passion. And again, it connects with the idea of Aries. Not that you have to be in Aries or you have to have Mars in Aries in order to be able to be motivated, but Aries is a drive to create the, a vision in the world. And the um, and so motivation and passion are connected with that drive. There's no possible way to be motivated about something that you're not passionate about. In fact, you know, I've encountered that over and over again. A year or so ago, I wrote a book, and it took me like a couple of years to write it because I was trying to find the motivation to write it. And until I really locked in with a passion to actually create that book, to create that concept, there was no possible way that that could have happened. There was no possible way that I could have actually written a book without um, you know, feeling passionate about what I was going to write about and the thesis that I was coming up with and creating. So I feel like motivation, one of the enormous principles is feeling passionate. Somebody says, like, well, how can I be motivated to exercise? Or how can I be motivated to go on a diet? Well, you have to be passionate to be thinner. Or you have to be, um, you, you, you have to be passionate to be uh, wanting to be healthier. Um, the, 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 um, the, um, <laughs> very sweet in the chat room. I love you too. Um, um, the um, you know the, there's there's um, there's there's more to it actually than just feeling passionate. Okay, so in order to be motivated, you actually have to feel that that passion and enthusiasm for what it is that you want to. Um, create, but I think it is actually more than that, because there's a force that has to happen behind it. You actually have to bring yourself to the discipline. You actually have to create the action. I think it's so interesting that in all of the self-help books and, um, you know, metaphysical manifestation books and everything that talks about how to create uh, you know, your reality out of thin air, what they really don't say is that you have to take an action. It's only action out in the world that actually produces, um, that actually produces um, uh, the result. You can't just, uh, you know, like... Um, uh, you know, like have motivation and sit around and be motivated. You know, a lot of people are motivated to, you know, feel, but but if the motivation doesn't create an action, I always say that, you know, hope, like the kind of idea of like hope, hope is, 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 is 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 almost like useless if all we're doing is hoping in a vacuum. If all we're doing is like hoping that something will change, but we're not really doing anything. From my feeling, hope is actually we should be able to hope that the actions that we're going to take are going to create some kind of a result. That's actually really incredibly powerful is that hope will create 
a, 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 a change through our actions. I can hope for a positive action, that, that that action will create a positive change. I actually have someone holding in uh, in the uh, on the switchboard, so let me go over there and see who it is. Hi, area code 310. You're on the Inside Connection radio. Hello. Hi. Hi. Wow, that was good. The whole hope. Yeah, sorry about that. I just got really into it. Um, yeah, um, I just have a quick question um, just regarding, like, um, I had someone recently, like, on the street, you know, just approach me regarding, you know, I don't know, it was like a gypsy or whatever. But uh-huh. um, it was the whole birth chart thing. And it was basically my Mars that she was just going crazy about. And my whole birth chart in general, she says I have a birth chart of a zero killer, which is kind of scary, but... Can I look at it for you? Yeah, if you'd like. Yeah, well, that's what we're doing here. (laughs) Um, So um, go ahead. If you want, you can tell me your first name, please. Victor. And um, how about a birth date? Um, 0828-91. Oh eight two eight ninety one, and uh, maybe your birth time if you happen to know it. Ten oh nine p.m. Ten oh nine, and how about the birth town? Los Angeles. L.A. I'm also in L.A. Nice. Uh, open up the astrology software for you, Victor. So you're the first call I took tonight, and. Um, so I have August the 28th, 1991 at 10.09 mm-hmm. a.m.? P.M. P.M., sorry, and in L.A. Yeah, you always have to kind of be a little cautious with, you know, street readers. Not that all of them, you know, are suspicious, but... The idea is to sort of um, hand you a piece of information that either makes you frightened or more curious. That's really not right. really. Um, yeah, Mars is very well aspected in your chart, so I actually wouldn't be too alarmed about it. Um, <laughs> you're a Virgo, but you also have Mars in Virgo. It makes you very meticulous and detail oriented. Um, yeah. There's nothing to worry about about mm-hmm. your Mars energy. It's actually kind of good, and it's really well aspected to what's called the midheaven in your chart, which is your career. So, you know, you're just a very dedicated, hardworking, meticulous. You have Taurus rising, so. And it's just, I don't know, my moon sign is just the one that's just, I don't know, I feel like it just. Your moon's in Aries in the 12th yeah. house. You think that's a little odd? How's that? What, what is? No, I mean you just said your moon. Your moon is in the twelfth house in Aries. Um, it actually can make you, I think, probably a little um, intuitive, perceptive. And you have some really strong fire in your chart. You have Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter all in Leo in the fifth house. So you're kind of, in your own way, a little showy. Um, you know, a little, a little glamorous. You know, your Venus is the ruler of your chart, so you know you like a little bit of attention for yourself. And you have Moon in Aries, which is um, 
um, you know, somebody who's very emotionally self-assured. So let's say you have, you know, strong emotions and you're really capable of, like, knowing what it is that you're feeling. However, moon in the 12th house makes you really want to connect emotionally with other people. So there's also a really strong sensitivity in your chart. It's not like... Um, it's not like your chart is all, you have a lot of earth and a lot of fire. You're very career-oriented, hardworking, you know, like you love your friends. and like. But there's this edge to you that's also very sympathetic, very nurturing, very empathic. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, uh, pick it, if I don't pick, your, pick apart your chart a little bit, there's, a lot of it is really well aspected. In your chart, you actually have what's called a grand trine in Earth. You have all three Earth signs, Taurus rising, and then you have a couple of planets in Capricorn. You have your moon's north node in Capricorn, which means it's your destiny to be very career-oriented and to have at least some recognition for what it is that you do, you know, it's like you use the word notoriety in astrology, but it doesn't necessarily mean like you'll be famous. It just means that you get the attention and praise that you're looking for. Um, but it comes from your efforts. It comes from hard work. It's not like, you know, you know that it's about reliability and um, attending to the details and all of that. Pluto and Scorpio in the seventh house are very, you're very attracted to extremely intense and powerful individuals with strong sex drives who are very like uh, in your face and emotionally they're very honest, almost too honest and kind of mm -hmm. can be very demanding. But again, that's well aspected in your chart because Scorpio and Pluto and Scorpio is well aspected to Capricorn. So that person will end up being a part of your public reputation. You'll end up, you know, creating sort of a, a couple dynamic with somebody that will be very good for you. There isn't anything like in your chart that I go like, oh, my God, run. <laughs> so, oh, wow. you know, I mean, there's always work to do. I feel there's always work to do. People always have work to do. It's not like you can go like, oh, yeah, well, this is a scot-free chart where he'll never have a problem in his whole life. How ridiculous would that be? But Jupiter is getting ready to go into your first house. You're going to kind of have a renaissance of your body. You're going to do something to your look. You're going to come into a little bit more money. It's well, you know, like there's some very good things on tap for you this year and going into the end of this year. When Jupiter moves into your actual house of money, <coughs> sorry, and um, and you're going to feel financially flush. So I, I wouldn't, you know, right now <coughs> be too worried. Okay. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't know if it was. I, I like to believe when people you know, talk to me. I, I feel like I feel more safe listening to you than the street person who told me that my moon was in Pisces. And the whole chart just sounded, you know, odd because I've done my chart before. But I was just kind of like, okay, maybe I was wrong. And there's a pro. But, yeah, I mean, makes sense. A lot of this, mm, just the career um, aspects of my chart that you were speaking about earlier, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, well, your moon is not in Pisces, actually. Your moon is in Aries, so it's in the 12th house, which is a Piscean house, but um, 
the Aries moon um, gives you a certain sense. It's, it's a part of what I've been talking about tonight because I've been talking about Mars energy and I decided to start my blog talk show and really be talking about like the planets every week because I thought it was a good introduction for me to like kind of warm up my radio thing. So that's going to take me like 10 weeks to get through. And I'm learning a lot about the show. But tonight it was about Mars and I'm very, you know, I have an astrology practice in L.A. So, um, yeah, I, um, and um, and so um, the uh, I love the planets. And tonight's discussion was about Mars, and Mars rules Aries, and your moon is in Aries, so you have a Mars-like moon. The moon is about your emotions. You have a very good ability, actually, to. Sorry, make something happen because you have a very strong vision and you're strongly connected with a very empathic emotional energy. Like um, in in metaphysics, it's called the collective unconscious. You're self-identified with other people's emotional reactions. So it's very good. You feed off of an audience. You feed off of a crowd. I mean, the one reason that it becomes a difficulty for you, the one thing with the Aries moon is just that if you can't take time to, like, step away from those things, then, you you know, you can become, you can have difficulty figuring out what your own feelings are because what you're doing is you're just absorbing everybody else's feelings. But mm. I don't worry about that in your chart. You have a grand chart in Earth. You're just really stable. Like there's a really strong stable side of you. It's very likely that you're going to go into some real la la land and and lose touch with your own personal identity. That doesn't feel right for your chart. So um, yeah, if you want to learn more about my um, my practice, uh, my website is lahealer.com. Awesome! Wow, thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into that. You're um, welcome. I'm glad you called in tonight. Thank you very much. I'm glad you picked up. I was, yeah, I, I am on, on every Thursday at 8 o'clock our time. Yeah, I was listening to you like last week, I believe, as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have chatted with you, and you're certainly welcome to call in and talk to me more again. you have any specific mm-hmm. questions? Uh, not necessarily. I'll be checking out your site. Thank you. Okay, thank you for calling. That was really nice, and um, you know, it's just it's uh, it's a question of looking at the that area of our chart where we say like, well, where is that Mars energy? And that caller had a specific question about that, you know. But his Mars was in Virgo, and um, that's a pretty good Mars, really, because that means his initiative is taken in maintenance, in an ability to maintain, in an ability to maintain the details. So. I feel like um, that's a, that that's a very useful Mars to have. Useful, it's, well, useful is going to sound good to you know Mars and Mars in it, Virgo because they like anything useful. But uh, so maybe that's why that came out of my mouth. But the um, you know you want to be able to find the strength in your Mars energy. You want to be able to find the strength in there. And, um, you know, 
where your Mars is is where your strength comes from. So, you know, if you're if your Mars is in a watery sign, like Cancer or Pisces, then your strength is going to come from your intuition, you know? The um it's not going to come from your ability to take strong action. It's going to come from your imagination. That's where your initiative's going to come from, from your imagination. So you need to learn that in order to be able to make that happen. In other words, previous caller, his Mars is in Virgo, so his ability to take initiative in the world is actually going to come from the details. He's detail-oriented. He's meticulous. So... um Learn where your Mars is. That's part of what I can definitely say tonight. Uh, little dead airspace there while I write into the chat room. <laughs> um, the, um, yeah. That's the initiative, I guess. If I have another caller, I'll be happy to talk with them again. My name is Dr. Craig Martin, and this is Inside Connection Radio. I have live readings, and the call-in number is 213-943-3395. You can find me on Twitter at Astro Healer and on Facebook as Dr. Craig. Um, Remember, anyone that's listening to the show, I do offer a $50 off discount for readings in my private practice, so... That is always available, um, and um, anyone can take that, you know, uh, or you can recommend it to anyone that you know. I'm certainly welcome to offer a discount to introduce people to astrology. Um, so, the um, that's really for my, my my discussion for tonight, you know. I don't feel like I... Um, need to certainly, you don't you, you take initiative, you don't need to drag out a Mars energy, you know. It was actually really a pleasure being on tonight. I'm going to be on next week, 8 o'clock on Thursday. And I'm going to be talking about Jupiter. Jupiter is about the way in which we expand our lives, uh, the way in which we, grow, uh, you know, like grow our lives. So Jupiter is about making our lives bigger. And so that's the next planet in the Continuing Planet series. And um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> talk a little bit more about Mars. Talk a little bit more about motivation. I feel like you have to kind of know what motivates you to continue. You know? I feel like you have to know... For instance, let's say that you actually have kids and you, you know, they motivate you, they motivate you, they have to motivate you, otherwise you have, you know, like that, that you know, maternal depression thing, and that's not a very good thing to have. So kids motivate you. They motivate you because they're so innocent and 
absorbent, you know. Everyone always says they're like sponges, and they are, you know. They learn, they observe, they act like what they see. So that has to motivate us, and it has to motivate us as parents. And I think our parental our parental principle um, is uh, is a part of that action, you know. Uh, how, how do we motivate ourselves to do the best we can for our kids? That's definitely a part of Mars. Mary Lou, Mary Lou, you're on the Inside Connection Radio. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, I, I was listening. I didn't want you to go off air. I wanted you to keep talking, but on this end, my kids are whining and moaning and I moaning. Saw that. And they should have and been I in said bed. I totally get it because we have a kid, you know. And um, sometimes, if I have more callers or more readings, I'm happy to do more talking. But I have a specific thing to talk about, and I feel like you know when I'm. When I'm done with it, I don't have to like you know like keep talking. Even though I've got a great reputation for being a talker. <laughs> no, I, I loved hearing it. I'm just thinking, boy, I, I would love to be creating anything like my work stuff. But um, we just had Mardi Gras here. Uh huh. I had house guests for two weeks, and then they give the kids a week off school. What are they thinking? Right. <laughs> I'm so right. I'm so for President's over it. Day, right? Huh? For President's Day, you have it for the President's Day vacation. No, it's uh, Mardi Gras week vacation. Mardi Gras week vacation, yay! Yes, <laughs> that's insane. They should give us a break and send them back to school, but they don't do <laughs> that. So, you know, you were listening to the conversation about motivation and creativity, and you were talking about how it's difficult for you to muster that. The, the desire's there, but um, reality is reality is. Say that when again. You have the house, desire is there. But reality is what reality is. When you have house guests and you work at home, it, it's hard to make them stop talking to you while you're working. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Not uh, House guests? Yes. Not just house guests, but you have kids. Yes. Yeah, it's difficult to get a lot of things done when there are kids around because they're very demanding of having things, you know, they're busy creating their reality. They're busy, you know, exploring and making their mark on the world. So your ability to make your own mark on it is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just put Except my kids to what bed. What I was saying is that kids themselves are something that are supposed to be motivating us because we have to have a certain you know, amount of energy that's dedicated towards them. Yes. When, while putting my kids to bed, their bed was covered with beads they cut up. They cut them out of the strings so that they could create with the beads. Right. So I had to clean beads. Not only do you have strings of beads from Mardi Gras, but now you've got the little individual beads floating around on beds and stuff. Because they're cutting them apart. How <laughs> darling. Because they're being creative. Not and you didn't when get construction paper and glue? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any ideas. <laughs> you didn't get construction paper and glue and say, come on, kids, let's put glue all over the beads, and then we can get them in your bed with glue all over them. No, I got enough messes. It was hard enough getting them in bed covered with 
speed. Have you listened to the show before? Yes, I have. Awesome. I appreciate that. I really do. It's obviously it's a new thing for me. You know, it's a new show, and I'm like learning about promoting it, and that's why I'm working with the planets each week because it's something that's very tangible for me, and I know I can create a whole segment, you know, around that specifically. Um, did you want me to look at your chart? I would love it. And by the have way, have I looked I, at your chart? You have once before, and I got to tell All you. Right, so maybe it's in maybe it's in the. Uh, Maybe it's in the, uh, in other words, maybe I already have it in the, in the software. You, you, I've been, I've listened to your show several times, and I gotta tell you that you're, you're good. You're really good. It's, Thank you. It's not, um, it, it's very, it's very good listening. Thank you. So, um, we'll recommend it to your friends because I'd love to have more people on the show. And I'm gonna. And I, like I said, I've been promoting it myself. So I, I don't see it actually. What's your date of birth? Ten twenty-two sixty-two. Scorpio. Um, Libra on the cusp. Right on. What's the time of birth? Uh, twelve oh seven a.m. Ah, because you're so early in the day. Place of birth? Wheeling, West Virginia. Yes, I remember talking to you. I remember talking to you, especially when we get to the, you know, the Wheeling, West Virginia. I'm like, okay, Wheeling, West Virginia. I don't have too many people calling from the birthplace from there. Yeah, very, very, very late Libra with Venus and Scorpio. Well... Definitely one of the things that's going to be happening for you is that you're going to have Neptune, uh, yeah, Neptune conjuncting your Jupiter. Did I talk to you about that last time? Um, I might have said yeah. it because it's really jumping out at me again, you know. And also, what's going on at home? What's going on in the, like, relationship at home? Is it difficult? No relationship. No relationship. Something, something at home, somebody in the house. It's a little oppressive right now. It's not house easy. <laughs> Is it about your father? My father's past. Definitely oppressive individual in the house, and then also, do you have Jupiter and Pisces in the eighth? So Neptune in there is going to, um, you know, it's possible for you to, to to have a relationship manifest this year if you like that. Hey, women don't complain about these things. Women don't complain about not having them. Women don't complain about getting one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's possible for you to manifest that. And it's very, uh, will be very, very, very good. Very uh, emotional and very connected with someone who's very understanding. It might be about time for you to meet someone like that, don't you think? Yay! Absolutely. 
Yeah. We'll have to stay tuned and see how that turns out for you. Believe me, I'll be telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Well, thanks for calling in and talk to me again. I really appreciate that. Um, can I I don't know if I can ask this question. Yeah, please. It's just the phone's breaking up, hon. Can you still hear me? Yeah, now I can. Okay, it's the um the Skype will do this. Go ahead. Uh, let me see if I can say the right astrological framework for relationship. Um, wait, I'm looking for it. I had Googled it like a week ago. If uh, no, that's not it. Hang on. It's not right under my fingertips. But there's something in my chart about my um, relationships being karmic. Yeah, Saturn in the seventh house. Somehow the relationships that come by are are some huge karmic lessons. Or yeah, Saturn karmic. in the seventh house. Yeah, you have Saturn in the seventh house, and it usually means that relationships for you can be a bit heavy, karmic, uh, you know, revealing uh, souls that you've met from in the past. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's bad, you know. What's funny about something like that is that soulmates are obviously karmic. How could you have a soulmate if it wasn't a karmic relationship, meaning somebody that you've met from in the past? Karmic karmic relationships don't necessarily mean bad karma. Um, so I think having Saturn in the seventh house makes relationships serious for you. It makes okay. them always very serious. I'm trying my best to find this question. Because it was something I had just Googled. It was a Saturn trying, and I can't seem to put my hands on the right words at the moment. That's all right. Oh, well. Um, but anyway, it, it, it seemed to describe what had been going on in my life as far as relationships uh, being sort of huge lessons or opportunities. Not quite yeah. sure. You see, in your chart, you have the Moon's North Node conjunct Mars and Leo. So just sort of in wrapping up tonight's topic, um, you have a destiny point to actually be a leader. You know, Mars is the ruler of your 10th house. You could own your own business. In a lot of ways, you should own your own business. I do own my own business. Good. Good. That's a big part of it. You have to be able to find a relationship that you can balance with that. Because when you when you get into a situation where you um you know um are bringing into in in a relationship that's not um not allowing you to be the individual and the leader that you are, that's where you have a problem in relationships. And that's part of the karma is that in many, many lifetimes you've often had this kind of conflict with these people. Now you have to be able to find one that will work it out with you, allow you to be an individual but still be your friend and be in a relationship. Oh, that sounds pretty good. I'll talk to you again, okay? But I'm going to have to wrap up right now. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for calling in. That was so great. Thank you. All right. 
So you've been listening to the Inside Connection Radio, and I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and I'd like to thank you for being here. I'll be here next Thursday at 8 o'clock Pacific. And for now, I'm going to leave you with cosmic love.